You're listening to The Weekly Word with Chris Mueller from Everyday Catholic. So Matthew's gospel ends with a dramatic scene. The 11 remaining apostles, okay, remember, Judas is dead at this point, are told by Jesus to go to a mountain outside of Jerusalem. And when they get there, they see him and they fall into worship. Now, I might be wrong, but I think this is the first mention of Jesus himself receiving worship from the apostles. And it must have been an incredible moment to stand in God's presence and maybe for the first time to be totally aware that he is God and to worship him. It's powerful. What's fascinating is that in the very same sentence, it says, but they doubted. So here they are, post-resurrection. Jesus is in his resurrected glory. They worship him, but they doubt. And quite frankly, that remark, it doesn't quite fit in the passage. I mean, think about it. If you were writing to create the most climactic, heroic scene to end the gospel on, you would not add that. You would say, they saw him and they worshiped. And you'd move on. But there it is. They doubt it. This is one of the things I love about Christianity. We don't run from doubts and questions, even among the apostles. I love it. Because if the apostles, after all they had been witness to, could doubt, even though they're standing right in front of Jesus, well, then I'm guessing I'm allowed to have my own doubts from time to time, too. What happens next is even better. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is God himself, well, he doesn't burn them to ash with lightning from his eyes. Instead, the scripture relates to us that he moves closer to them. He wasn't repelled by their doubts. No, he steps right in. It says, Jesus then approached and said to them, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay, let's break it down to understand just a little bit more. The first commandment is simple. You shall have no other gods. Now, the apostles were all Jews, monotheists, one God, living amongst polytheists, people who worshipped many gods. Now, I'm speculating here just a little bit, but why did they doubt? Well, the most unthinkable thing a Jew could do would be to worship a God other than the God of Moses, the only God who is our God. And yet, here they are worshiping Jesus. And that had to be a little weird. I mean, instinctively, they knew it was right, but then they doubted. Jesus knows this, and so he steps in, and instead of scolding them, he affirms their worship. All power on heaven and earth has been given to me. The words Jesus used here echo Daniel chapter 7, verse 13 through 14. I saw coming with the clouds of heaven one like the Son of Man. And when he reached the Ancient of Days and was presented before him, he received dominion, splendor, and kingship. All nations, peoples, and tongues will serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away. His kingship, one that shall not be destroyed. And it's like Jesus sees the apostles' doubts, and then he steps closer and says, it's okay. I really am the guy. But what's even better is that he continues, and he then commissions them to go build the kingdom. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Okay, so hang with me here because this is so very cool. The apostles worship Jesus. They doubt. He sees their doubts. Instead of condemning them for it, he gets closer and answers their doubts. And then, because of who he's just confirmed himself to be, he sends them to make disciples. 
He tells these imperfect, doubting men that because of who he is, not of who they are, that they're to go out into the world and baptize and teach all people about him. Why do I think that's so important? Because Jesus doesn't just call people of perfect faith. Even from the start, he calls people who have imperfect faith. He draws near to them and he strengthens that faith. And he trusts them to share the good news and to lead others into it. So what does that mean to you and me? It means we're the kind of people that Jesus is calling. It means that questions and doubts don't disqualify you from God's calling and far from being angry about our doubts, God wants to answer them. That tells me that if something about the faith is troubling me and it doesn't make sense, I shouldn't hide it, but instead I should bring it to the Lord and I should seek the answers openly, asking him to give me faith, to strengthen my faith, and knowing that even though I'm imperfect, he's still calling me. This has been the Weekly Word from Everyday Catholic. Everyday Catholic is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we depend on the support of listeners like you. If this podcast is serving you, please consider going to everydaycatholic.com forward slash donate and making a monthly pledge. 